The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Game Podcast in America is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports and research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the Sports Game Podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning $200,000. Plus, this week's prize, Pick'em Prize, is a free $250 Super Bowl square. SportsCampodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast. Network. It is currently Saturday afternoon, February 3rd. I'm your host, always, Scott Rochelle, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a pretty short episode because we only have one match to talk about. It is final time in Montpierre, so we are going to talk about the matchup between Bublik and Chorich. So I'll get into that in a second. Before we get into any of that, I do want to recap what happened in the last episode for the semifinals. Starting off with the lock, unfortunately, did pick up a loss as we had Felix to win the first set and the match at minus 126. I mentioned the stats yesterday, but I believe he had won 50 straight Best of three set hard court matches after winning the first set. And then, of course, he wins the first set and loses the match to Bublik. So that ended up being a bit of a heartbreaker there as Bublik settled in. Really did not double fault as much as I thought he was going to. But Felix had a couple of difficult holds, and he ended up getting broken on those as he ended up losing in three. So picked up a loss there, but had a very nice win with the dog. We had Chorch on the money line at plus 225 against Rune, and that got there as Chorch did win. And basically a set and a half, Rune got injured, and he ended up uh, retiring midway through the second set. He was getting killed anyway. Chorch was up a set, and I believe it was 4-1 in the second. But Rune decided that it just wasn't worth continuing. And as a result, Chorch ended up winning via retirement. I know that some people, though, did not actually win with the dog. I say this all the time, but I believe I've not said this on YouTube yet. A reminder, we are on YouTube now, if you were not aware of that. But the point is, you can find some different house rules available with tennis, with sports books. Some books will grade retirements as a potential win, and some will grade it as a push. So whatever book you're using, whether it's legal or illegal, the point is make sure you read the house rules and make sure you know for certain that if you have multiple books, for example, you want to bet on money lines that grade if one full set's completed instead of the full match being completed. And as a result, some people did get a push for the charge money line, but for our sake, we got a win because one full set was completed, and that was the minimum criteria needed. So either way, we picked up a nice winner. So overall, good episode. Once again, could have been a sweep there, but Felix ended up blowing the 50-match win streak when winning the first set on uh, hardcore and best of three. Either way, though, George made up for it, so we'll look for a sweep here in the final. Now, as for the outrights, we do have one person left. Rune did lose, who was the tournament favorite, but... Bublik came back and ended up winning in three, which means we have one outright left. And if Bublik wins, we'll have a nice six to one ticket to show for it. So hopefully Bublik gets it done. We'll see what happens. But it's always nice to have an outright available in the final. If you wanted to hedge, you could. Chorch is around minus 115. So you're basically going to get a half of that. But the point is you're looking at Bublik being a former champion and a spot to maybe win his second title here in Montpierre. And we got six to one. And it's basically a pick him in the final, so can't complain too much. Hopefully, he'll get the job done. Now, as for the recap, for the semifinals, wanted to briefly uh, touch upon 
the injury to Rune once again as he ended up losing to Chorich. He was getting kind of buried uh, before that, but you're looking at an injury that you never want to see really to anybody. You can argue Rune maybe would have toughed it out if it was a grand slam or maybe just something a bit more meaningful than an ETP 250. But either way, Rune decided that it wasn't worth his time. He was probably going to lose anyway, and he ended up getting injured. That was not why George beat Rune. I thought George was the better player for the first set and a half. I'm not exactly sure at what moment Rune did get injured, but it seemed like it escalated very quickly, and I'm sure the scoreboard had something to do with that because Rune, I guess mentally, didn't feel the need to push through it, especially with so many tournaments left in the calendar year. It is still February. Uh, just to be clear. But the point is, George was definitely the better player. That price was nuts, and George did get the job done. He has yet to drop a set in the entire tournament. He has yet to drop more than four games in a single set in the tournament. So George has been in phenomenal form. You had the Bublik match, which unfortunately, once again, we did lose the lock-on because Felix ended up blowing a one-set to nothing lead. Felix had closed as a massive favorite at about minus 220. So he was open to minus 190. That line did balloon upward. And Bublik did what he always does, which is get off the slow starts. And then he woke up and ended up winning the next two sets. Pretty even. Uh, for the most part, the story of that match was Felix's second serve betraying him in some big spots, especially in that third set. As Felix ended up double faulting, I believe it was three times in the opening service game of the third set where that game itself took, I think it was 15 minutes, and Bublik eventually got the break on his fifth break point chance, I think, of the game. But the point is, Felix ended up having his serve betray him, and to go through the actual stats to support that, Felix ended up faulting 14 times in the third set. Out of those 14 second serve points, he won two of them. He was two of 14 on second serve points, and that kind of summed up the match. It was close, once again, 6-4 in the final set. Tells you it was competitive, but you can't win a match when you only win two of 14 second serve points. Uh, that means you lost 86% of the time when you faulted, which is definitely not going to fly in such a high-pressure situation. But Bublik ended up showcasing the phenomenal drop shots that he has, and the touch was incredible. I don't think he missed a single drop shot in the entire final two sets, so he was great. The serve was good, did double fault on occasion, including on break point, but then he broke Felix back a couple games later. Either way, though, there was one really entertaining semi. The other was short-lived and pretty lopsided, as George was burying Rune throughout. But either way, nice overall episode and a pretty nice pair of matches. Hopefully, the final will follow the same suit as, the, as that uh, Bublik and Felix match from a Saturday morning. But before we get into any of the actual preview for the final between Bublik and Chorich. We're brought to you by the SGP Patreon. The guys just dropped this month's bonus episode, behind-the-scenes breakdown of Sean's $200,000 win. This week's Patreon Pick'em Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square, plus access to all the pick sheets and an exclusive channel on Discord. Head over to sportscampodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win up to 100 times your money with some spicy plays. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little money over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, remember to use the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping the semifinals in Montpierre. Now it is time to get into the actual preview for the final between Bublik and Chorich. Before we do that, though, a reminder, once again, we are on YouTube if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So a reminder, you can catch it live if you want to. Uh, you can find us at the SGPN Tennis Gambling Podcast channel. And as a result, I believe we're up to 45 subscribers now. Uh, we've been open for about a week and a half. So once again, if you do want to follow us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, don't forget to leave us a review if you are listening to this still on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And let me know your feedback if you like the show or if you think there's some things that can be improved upon. Either way, though, just wanted to mention that because I seem to always forget to mention where you can actually find us on the sh- on uh, this actual show. But either way, time to get into the preview. So looking at the actual odds for this match, you have a pretty even uh, prediction uh, for at least based on the odds makers because you're looking at the odds basically being a coin flip as Bublik is minus 105, Chorch is minus 115. As the game spread, Chorch minus a half is minus 105 and Bublik plus a half is minus 115. The over-under for games is mostly around 23 flat or 22 and a half. 22 and a half, the over is minus 125. The under is minus 105. The over for 23 is uh, for 23 flat is minus 105. And the under is minus 115. If you do want 23 and a half, you can find that at plus 105 on the over, and the under is at minus 135. Now, for the set wagering, Schwartz to win in straight sets is 2-1. to one. You have Bublik to win a set at minus 260, and if you flip that, you have Bublik to win in straight sets at plus 225. Schwartz to win a set is minus 285. Now, shopping around, you can find different prices for three sets. The over 2.5 sets is at plus 130 in some spots, and it is available at about plus 140 on other spots. So once again, shop around to make sure you do get the best price. Now, looking at the head-to-head meeting, they had one meeting in their careers. It was last year as Bublik ended up burying Chorich on grass. I believe it was in Hala, and you saw Bublik win 6-3, 6-1. Does that mean anything? Absolutely not. We saw Bublik win, a, I believe it was an ATP 500 last year on grass. It's his best surface. Chorich doesn't play much grass, so that really doesn't mean anything to me. I'm tossing that head in the garbage, but I'm at least mentioning they have faced off one time before. Now, I mentioned in the overall outright episode that Bublik has won this event before, so I do expect him to handle the situation relatively well. However, George has won some titles before. He won a Masters 1000 event in Cincinnati, I believe it was two years ago. So neither guy should be intimidated by the moment by any means. It's not really a Cinderella story. These are two of the top four seeds in the event. George was a bit of a wild card because he was playing some challenger events leading up to this event after losing in the Australian Open. But the point is, George has looked very good. He's only gotten broken one time in this entire tournament, and he looks poised to potentially get the job done. But I do think these odds are pretty fair because you're looking at what separates these players. Not much. Bublik has been a very notoriously bad starter where he loses the first set and then he seems to come back and find ways to win in three sets like we have seen in every round of this event. So Bublik has not exactly made it easy for his backers up to this point. But we're still his backers nonetheless, and he still he still got us to the final at a six to one price. So for Bublik, you can take a dangerous approach because you're assuming, based on the history, he might drop the first set again because he's been a very bad starter, and I do think that can potentially come back to bite him in this match since George has been in great form. But I do think that might suggest Bublik is not worth taking pre-match, especially if you think he might fall behind by a set because you can find 
some interesting price in the marketplace, especially if he goes down a set. You might be able to find Bublik maybe in the 2-1 to one range, 250 range, if he does lose that first set. Or maybe you get crazy and you decide to splurge a bit and you decide to go with Bublik to lose the first set and to win the match at plus 750, which is a great price, especially if you think Bublik's going to lose the first set. For reference, by the way, Bublik has lost the first set in six of his last seven matches. So the point is, you do expect Bublik to maybe start off slow, and if that is the case and you do think Bublik is going to win, you can find a way to turn that minus 105 money line price into plus 750, which might be appealing. I don't have that listed as a dog on the show at the end, but that might be a potential runner-up, a long-shot dog if you want to consider it that way. But I think this match should be close. I like the over. Simply put, I think both guys are very good servers. I think you might see a breaker or two in this matchup, but I do think this match will be a very hard-fought battle throughout. A couple ways to get there as well for the over. You can get a breaker followed by a 6-4, or you could get what Bublik's been doing quite often recently, which is splitting the first two sets, and you basically automatically win if it goes to three. I think this match probably goes three. I think the odds are pretty accurate, in my opinion. There's not much separating these two players. Yes, Chorich is the favorite because he's not dropped a set yet. And you could argue with the, I'd say, erratic nature of Bublik's behavior, Chorich is a bit more even keel, which is why he might be able to handle the difficult spots better based on his emotional makeup and mental toughness. But Bublik has handled the last couple of sets well in these matches, and he's really buckled down when he's needed to in some big moments. So I don't know if I actually agree with that narrative, but I can understand why Chorch is slightly favored is because Bublik has gone to three sets at every match. Chorch has won every set convincingly, and I do think that will, once again, be a big reason why Chorch is favored in this matchup. But Bublik winning this event before, maybe that instills a bit of confidence uh, in himself, that fact that he's actually been on this court before and he's won. But I do think it's going to be a toss-up. If I had to lean to anybody... I probably would lean to Bublik slightly, but I don't see much value on the side at this point in time because Bublik might drop the first set or maybe go down a break. I think you will find a better price alive than minus 105 on Bublik. Now for Chorich, you can argue the opposite. If you think he's going to win the first set and you think he's going to win the match, then you can bet that individually. Like You don't have to bet the minus 115. You can take what we took in the last match that Bublik was in. Did lose, but we had Felix to win the first set and to win the match. You can do that type of same-game parlay prop if you do think Shorich has to win the first set in order to win this match. I personally think if Bublik wins the first set, he's going to win, just simply put. I don't think Shorich is going to come back from a one-set deficit in the spot, but I think that Shorich, if he's going to win this match, is going to start off quickly. Bublik will start off in quicksand like he always does and then slowly pick up his level as the match goes on. But for the actual pre-match money line prices, I really don't see much value since I'm expecting a very close match that does mean you probably can find a nice live plus money price on both guys at some point and maybe set up some automatic profit as the match gets into the late second, early third sets. But as for the actual games, I like the over. Give me a very competitive match, and I am going to go with the over for sets as well at around plus 140. Good price. Once again, with the odds, you're suggesting about a 50-50 a shot for both guys to win this event. So because of that, I will go with the over and expect a very, very close matchup. But that's, I think, going to wrap it up for the actual uh, preview of this final 
Don't really have much more to add because I've been recapping the same matches for every single day of this tournament. But if you want me to mention the paths, I'll actually do that since I forgot to. Uh, you had Bublik, who had a very difficult first match against Chapo, where he was down a couple of match points in the second set. Came back and won. Then he faced against, faced off against a new countryman, Shevchenko, who switched from Russian to uh, Kazakhstan. And either way, the point is he ended up beating him, coming back from a set down as he won in three. And then Bublik on Saturday ended up coming back from a set down again against Felix as he won in three sets. As for Chorich... Very straightforward, beat Martinez 6 4 6 0, beat Caboli 6 3 6 4, and beat Rune 6 3 4 1 before Rune retired. So, really, a tale of two different tournaments where Bublik has been pushed to the brink in every single match, and Shorge has been on cruise control. So, we'll see what happens, but I am going to lean more to Bublik here. I think it's going to be a very competitive match, a very stressful match. And Bublik's been involved in more stressful moments in this event, and he's passed every test of flying colors. I'm going to link to Bublik, but once again, I like the over as my favorite play. But that's going to wrap it up for the actual previews. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. But for any of that, going to have a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is the new and better way to bet, bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes, plus a ton of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers low VIG and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to worry about chasing down your money. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. They also have good rewards. Get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet Perfect for getting action on those fun Super Bowl prop bets. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger betting smarter than the season with Hall of Fame Bets. Sports analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into revolutionary into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet torn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop back in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets ad for the bets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the final in Montpierre between Bublik and Chorich. Now it is time for the lock and dog picks for the show. I mentioned before that I thought the side was going to be a bit dicey, and you probably could find a better price in the middle of the match for both guys live. But I do think, once again, the total I'm going to save for the dog. For the lock, I am going to go with something that seems a bit obscure, but it has been working out very well if you follow the trends for both players. I'm going to take Chorch to win the first set at minus 110. Chorch has not dropped a set in the entire tournament, so he's obviously been in great form in the first set of matches. And even dating back to his challenger tournament, he was in right before this one. Chorch has won seven of the first set in seven of his last eight matches. So Chorch has been a very good starter. And I do think that Chorch will look like it once again here. You can make an argument based on the amount of sets that Bublik has played. He might be fatigued in this matchup, but I do think it's going to be close. But I do think that Bublik is going to stay in his normal form, which is being a little bit slow to start and then picking it up in the second set onward and maybe winning another match in come-from-behind fashion. But I do think George winning the first set in seven of the last eight matches, while Bublik has lost the first set in six of his last seven, including 
all three matches in Montpierre, minus 110 feels like a very good price. And when you're looking at one guy being a great starter and one guy being a very bad starter, minus 110, I think, is a very good deal because you make an argument that the first set price is based on the full match price. And I'm not sure if that's actually fair because Bublik, we've seen, really thrive in the come-from-behind spots, but he tends to get himself into a hole in the first place in order to make a miraculous comeback. So Chorich, I think, is not a very good spot to be the more consistent player to start the match. Maybe it'll waver as the match goes on, but Chorich has only been broken one time in the entire tournament, so the serve should be good. Bublik, we know, can double-fault a lot. The serve's been very good when the first serve's in, but his percentage has not been great, and Chorich, I think, can capitalize on the occasionally risky second serves from Bublik. He's not afraid of firing a first serve part two as the second serve, and he might double fault a lot. But I think Chorich will do a good job early of eliminating the free points, and I think that Bublik might hand over a couple. But when you've lost the first set in six of seven matches, including all three matches here, and the other guy has won the first set in seven of the last eight matches. And I can get that guy at minus 110 to repeat history. I'm going to do it. I think minus 110 is a great price. Give me Chorch to win the first set at minus 110 as my lock. For my dog, I am going to go back to the total. I did like the over 22 and a half games, but I do see a war here. So give me the over two and a half sets in this match at plus 140. Once again, shop around. Some books had 130. I found a 140, but I do think you're going to see a very even matchup between both players. The money line was minus 115 for Chorich, minus 105 for Bublik, which means the odds makers even can't really tell who should win this match because it's basically a coin flip. With that being the case, I think you're going to see each player have moments. Hopefully, Chorch starts off quickly, then Bublik does what he always does, which is pick up his level in the second set, and you find yourself in the decider. But I do like the plus 140 price, and based on the fact that Bublik has also been no stranger to deciding sets. Bublik has gone to a deciding set in five of his last six best-of-three-set matches, so Bublik is pretty much an expert at going the distance and trying to outlast opponents. I kind of like that script in this match as well, but when you're looking at what should be a very even match throughout based on the style of play and based on the odds for this match, I do think expecting this evenly this even bout to go the distance at plus 140 is a very good price, and I am going to take it. So once again, my picks for the show, the lock is going to be on Chorch to win the first set at minus 110, and my dog will be on Bublik and Chorch over two and a half sets at plus 140. Before we wrap up, though, do want to take care of a couple of things. Want to mention the actual upcoming schedule for the next week with this podcast. We have three events. So instead of having one standalone in Montpierre, we will now have three. You have one in Dallas. You have one in Marseille, both on hard court, and then... You have the first clay event of the season as you have Cordoba taking place, which is coincidentally my favorite clay event of the entire year. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm not sure if we're going to do all three outrights in the same episode. That might be a lot to handle. We might do three separate episodes, maybe one for each tournament. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll group the hard courts together and then I'll do the clay uh, court separately. But there should be at least one outright episode, probably two or three over the next couple days. So stay tuned for that. Besides that, that's going to do it for this episode. A reminder, if you are listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you can find it live on YouTube. I will leave a link in the 
a description for the actual YouTube channel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can find it if you want to. If you already are on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends. We're going to try to get to 100 subscribers within the end of the month. We're at 45 right now. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. But either way, until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.